This week, schools say no fat chicks. Jesus freaks get an extra 10% off and turning lemons into lemonade. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Welcome to another wonderfully magical edition of the Fake Outrage Report. My name is Phil Causey, and with me as always is the man in blue today, the better educated and brown half of the show, Sandeep Sen. That's right, and uh, we're going to have a live show coming up with my former fungible brown teammate, yes. Ajay Raj. Actually, yeah, uh, he's going to be there, and then frequent guest host uh, Faisal Alam is also going to be there. All right, it's going to be, be on the mic? it's going to be the brown episode of the fake outrage report. Yeah, with all the brown the brown pieces. Yes, together at last. Uh-huh. Um, that's right. That that is a pretty good announcement. We'll do, I guess we'll do that first. We uh, this is going to be at the Misfit Hive in Queens on August. Uh, oh fuck, I forgot the. I think it's the ninth. Let me uh, look at my calendar real quick here. It is August 9th, which is a Thursday, and so I think it's at 8 p.m. And we're going to do a special live edition of yes. the Fake Outrage Report. Well, it's really a going-away party, because uh, Ajay, the former co-host of mine, he is once again leaving New York City. <laughs> is this going to go on the airwaves live, or it's just we're just going to record it I believe it's going to be a live recording. Okay. I don't think we have the tech or the... Right. <laughs> ...to do any of the... Uh, but we won't stuff. edit. We Normally, we edit this to make it sound great, and we're going to just... And, and to edit out all our bloopers. Oh, yeah, you're, you're going to hear all the shitty... Idiots. Yeah, that's right. You're going to hear all the shitty ums and ahs and clicks and uh, all kinds of weird, awkward poises. Pauses. Poises. Pause. It's going to be great. So if you're in New York City and, and you love us, come on out. Misfit Hive, 8 p.m. August 9th. That's going to be great. And that's, gonna, that's I think, this week when this comes out. People that's are right. And bring your outrage, out. people. Uh, bring come your on, outrage. fans. We haven't met our fans yet. There there are a lot of them. And uh, we there's, look forward to There's at to least it. a dozen of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all scattered throughout the world. Yeah. Speaking of live shows, uh, I didn't. I don't know if we talked about this. We didn't talk about this last week when I meant to, but um, it's worth mentioning. I did a naked roast battle. For, oh yes. Um, and I yes, it was a naked roast battle, and I had no idea what I had signed up for. Actually, I knew I'd be bro- naked and roasting someone, but it turned out to be uh, the last event of this uh, of this festival called Skankfest. Uh huh. And so there was like a thousand people in the room. Uh, so, a thousand people saw your brown penis. Yeah, more people saw my brown penis that on that Sunday than than in my entire life multiplied by like fifty, <laughs> and it probably ever will unless you uh, start doing porn or uh, you right. know, quit your your doctor practice. Or um, it was so nerve wracking. I'm already pretty nervous doing roast battles. I love doing stand up comedy, but roast battles it brings back all my stage fright that I used to have. And then this, which is added, weird, because like, you're good at it. You're, you've you've got a good track record of roast battling. Uh, thank you, but yeah, I can't I can't concentrate. I'm very I have to just like really mm-hmm. focus on just trying to perform. And uh, then this one went to overtime. It was a good battle, and it went to overtime. So my time on stage. Who were you up against? Um, it was Allison Klemp, who was oh, a former two-time guest of the Fake Outrage Report. Allison That's right. Klemp. Uh, yeah, Phil right. gave uh, both of us dirt on each other, respectively. Oh, it was funny because when both of you, I know you both fairly well. Uh, personally, and within like an hour or two of you booking that, you both had texted me like, hey, what do you know? <laughs> Tell yeah. me dirt. And feel free to chime in. I oh, yeah, I figured I, you guys would introduce me first, but sure. We'll, yeah. We'll introduce you. <laughs> yeah, okay, so yeah. That third voice you just heard, that is today's guest, Mr. Mike Oldroyd. 
Yes, that's how sir. you say it, right? Yeah. Okay, that's one of those names where you don't know, you know, if there's like a silent letter somewhere or yeah. like if you extend one of the vowels too long. I don't know. So, Oldroyd is how you say it. Yep. Awesome. Yep. All I right. Appreciate you guys having and Mike me on the Oldroyd show. has. Oh, we're glad to have you. He has a, a show called the Mike Oldroyd Comedy Podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Oh, the Michael Oldroyd Comedy the Podcast. Epo- it's a, it's an Mike. eponymous podcast not very creative self-titled debut of sorts yeah yeah. that's right now in your show you you don't just have comics on you have other figures on from other industries as well sometimes yeah uh sometimes i go solo some episodes i'll have comics on and sometimes i'll just have either friends or or uh people on from other industries like you said like last Mm -hmm. week we had my my buddy who played in the nfl for seven years sean witherspoon wow yeah how do you know him we played football together in college. You played football. What did you play? I was a wide receiver. I walked on at Mizzou, University of Missouri. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's so, a Big Ten school. Or that's a the top ten. SEC now is Big 12 when I was there. Uh, Were you much more uh, weight weighty? I had. I would say I was. <laughs> he's kind of. He's kind of. He's kind of thin. Thin. Yeah, I've, I've thinned out. I've I've gained body fat and I've lost muscle and I'm still less. I weigh less now. So. I was about 20 pounds heavier. I had mm-hmm. less body fat and a lot more muscle and probably bone density at the time. It's funny. Of all the people in the scene that I would have guessed played college-level sports, you're, you would not be one of the people I would guess. That would be... <laughs> no, so you're, you're, what, what's your height? Six... Uh, if you have shoes on, I think it was 6'2 last time. Isn't that, I got by modern standards, kind of small for football? Or is that in college? Yeah, you can get I don't think my, that my greatest feature was my size at all. It was yeah. probably, you know, one of my most limiting factors. But... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've met, yes, I've met a lot of pro athletes at my, my day job and, uh, especially NBA and those dudes, the shortest guy on the team is usually like six foot, like five. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. I so re- for football, it'd be, you can be a little well, shorter, I guess. Or I would say, kinda- yeah. I mean, there, there's some guys that were smaller than me height wise, but yeah, I'd say I was on the smaller side. Okay. Uh, I remember the first time we were working out as a, that I got to work out with the team. We didn't have pads on and there's these guys, you know, we're just doing normal calisthenics mm-hmm. and warm ups, and these dudes are running past me. I'm like, if they accidentally run, run into me right now, I'm going to die. Like <laughs> this dude is like six, eight two seventy, that just ran past me. It's like, he's so big. He's got gravity. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, um, no, that's a real thing, man. It, it, cause in the NFL, don't they have all these new rules nowadays with like, you know, helmet to helmet and like the way you tackle because these guys now are just so fucking big that there's like G force involved in like two guys who are that big colliding. Isn't that kind yeah, of part of the I, whole? I, I'm not surprised. I haven't heard of it in those terms, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, there's a lot of force at stake. I mean, well, my, the yeah. helmet to helmet is only if you're a defenseless receiver. You're talking about and the NFL rules. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Explain the rules. I don't actually watch that much. If NFL. you're catching a ball, if you're a receiver, like stretching to catch a ball, then they can't just crash the helmet into you. But if you're a lineman, like two linemen, you, you go after each other. If you're running back, they can, mm-hmm. there's no protection if, for your head. If only they had that uh, rule for for the walk-ons when I was at Mizzou. <laughs> <laughs> I was what, going, what years were you there? I was going against Sean Witherspoon in practice every day. Um, what does he, play? he was a middle linebacker. So, <laughs> and he played for the Falcons um, for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he Falcons. played on a very good team for many yeah, years. Yeah. And so, yeah, you, you had that guy during practice yeah. going after you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your podcast about? You just talk to people. Uh, it's the, I originally started it. Thanks for asking. I started it when I first moved to New York about three and a half years ago, mm-hmm. and the idea was I've been doing comedy stand up for a long time now. But I figured in my journey to New York, I'll do something different. And and I mainly started it for my friends to give them the opportunity to follow my journey 
and my dreams through New York. So I talk about my life. I talk about stand up. I try to mix it up. There's only so much you can talk about yourself without being really yeah uh, like the other day i had a sandwich uh, it was not as good as my sandwich from last week you know (laughs) that kind of that kind of stuff but uh, you know there's times where i where i do that but you know i try to give them a good uh over overview on the journey but but also keep relevant topics where did you move from point with comedy uh so i lived in i lived in california half my life lived in missouri half my life i did comedy in for in la for four years Uh, i did comedy in missouri for four years I've been out here almost four years now. Oh wow! So. so that's a solid resume. So you're you're actually one of the few people that can definitely then speak to the differences between the Absolutely. coastal comedy and yeah. the west comedy. Because a lot of people they think they have an idea, but I feel like you actually would have an idea. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I have a, a solid idea. Right, <laughs> better I mean, than most people. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> you know, I there's still a lot that I don't know, but yeah, uh, I'm always trying to absorb through experience firsthand or through others, you know, stories or through research, you know, reading what's going on. So, all right. So the Michael Ordroyd comedy podcast, definitely give that a, a listen. If you want to hear him rambling about his day to day or the occasional sports, uh, sports star on or yeah well i don't know well actually would he be considered a star or i would say so definitely a huge star at our alma mater at Mm -hmm. university of missouri just you know a legend there and then i i definitely consider i think a lot of people would consider him a star uh he made big contribution contributions to the falcons over the years he was a big part of the team when they went to the super bowl in 2016 he got hurt going into the game or he didn't get to play in the super bowl but he was a big he helped get him there yeah Absolutely. Interesting. Well, that's good. Yeah. And so you're talking about your weight. That segues well into our first story. I think we're going to start with you this week, Sandeep, Indeed. right? Indeed. All right. Yeah. So we're going back over the pond to England, where we, we uh, often go at the fake outrage. Yes. Yeah, so a lot, lot of outrage stories come from the UK for whatever reason. You know, they're our sister country, really. They, yeah. they, they follow all the trends. We follow the trends together of mm. social justice outrage and that's true. Um, general. So uh, this outrage has to do with weight. It does. You're, you're saying okay. Uh, so this is actually it comes from Plymouth, England, where Sarah Eyer, E Y R E, became enraged when her 11 year old daughter's school sent a letter saying that the daughter's overweight. So the daughter is 146 centimeters and weighs 48.2 kilograms. That's she's four foot nine and weighs 106 pounds. That puts her BMI at. And she's 11. She's 11. That's isn't that fairly normal? I, mean, I don't know children's weights, but like. Well, it, I looked at the chart that they gave, and that uh, that go, puts the BMI in the ninety fifth percentile of of large. Yeah. Okay. In the top, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, we have two people who are very obsessed with their bodies, or had <laughs> on the podcast, which is good. Phil, who's a workout warrior and three uh, percent body fat, and of course Michael, who's well, at one point. former top athlete, so <laughs> at one point former walk on. Yeah, so good, I, you're, you're even better for the story than uh, than I thought. <laughs> great, so. great. Yeah, uh, so I here's mean, the we were, letter. We we're going to get an actual fat person, but I mean, you're you'll have to stand in. Is that going to be okay? okay? <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best for you guys. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> uh, so here's the letter um, that so enraged the mother. She's like, the letter just said, "We recently sent you a letter about measuring Emma Louise's height and weight in in school as part of the National Child Measurement Program. The measurements have been completed." Uh, then it just says her height, weight, and date of measurement. And then it said, these results suggest that your child is overweight for their age, sex, or height. If your child is overweight now, uh, they are more likely to grow up to be overweight as an adult. This would lead to health problems. You can find out how Emma Louise's results were calculated and check how Emma Louise is growing over time by going to www.nhs.uk. And so that's the letter. And uh, this Sarah is 
pissed so, off. So the the Sarah's the mom. Yes, yeah, and she angry. she released this letter. Yeah. Okay. Because she wants to raise awareness <laughs> that the school is measuring kids' height and weight and judging them. Oh boy. So first she complained that the letter arrived at her family home without warning on Friday. Like they, I guess Wait, they were supposed mail, to mail came without warning. Yeah, I guess it was they were supposed to send them her letter, <laughs> warning her that they would also they'd be sending a letter. I don't know if the mail system is different in the UK than it is in the US, but we don't get warned when mail arrives. Right, that's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. So that that like, first thing, first of all, I was sort of sympathetic. Like before I read the story, I was sort of sympathetic to maybe hearing what she had to say, and just the mom just just takes herself out of any sympathy. Yeah, so I, I'm already kind of thinking you're a monster already, so you're going to have to put your case up, <laughs> Sandy. Well, the, the without warning, I didn't that, didn't that. Well, no, that, that part's funny, but like when you're, funny. when you're talking about like the weight, weight when it comes to, in general, is a very touchy topic. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to women, especially when it comes to during their developmental years. Right. I yeah. would, uh, I would say she didn't have to share the letter with her daughter. Did her daughter like reach into the mailbox and open it up and yeah, stumble so upon this? Right? Yes, up, another yeah. very good point, Michael. A very good point. <laughs> so the, the mom goes on to say she's going to start to feel anxious about the way she looks as she takes all these comments to heart. It's like, then why did you tell her? Yeah, and why you did you the letter? And why did you put the letter uh, forth on either social media or actual? <laughs> yeah, media? that's more embarrassing. Like now, than the, anything, literally, right? the whole world has access to your child's measurements. Yeah. Like yeah. I can see I that doing more she damage. She created a self-fulfilling prophecy right yeah. here. The mom did. <laughs> this could do permanent fucking damage to her daughter's psyche. Her daughter like, never had is... to know, and neither did yeah. the rest of the world. Right. <laughs> yeah, we sure as fuck didn't have to know. Wait, this could be permanent damage to my daughter, which is why I'm telling everyone and making this an international story. Yeah, this is international. There's three fucking weirdos in New York who are grown ass men now talking about your eleven year old daughter's measurements. <laughs> Good job. Uh, <laughs> She goes on to say she's not overweight, not just in my mind, but other people say she doesn't look overweight at all. Oh, so, you know, forget science. I asked some other people. This part I'm going to take her side on because a lot of those like body mass index measurements and like all those things, a lot of them are fucking arbitrary and they're bullshit because they don't take into account muscle versus fat because muscle does more than fat. Who's to say that this 11 year old girl is not on her middle school's like cross country team and she's fucking jacked. And so, Uh, well, this doctor, the mother is to say that in her, in her comments later (laughs) in her more, in her outrageous. Oh wait, she does. She says that she's (laughs) buff basically. Uh, well, the the mother is the one saying that. Yeah, she's not on any fucking cross country team. Okay. So, oh, she okay. she. Oh, her mom said that. So yeah. she she dispels that <laughs> as an out for her daughter. <laughs> wow, you know, here I am trying to help. <laughs> no, her mom calls her active, but I, I'm pretty sure she would mention that she's on a team if she was. She's like, no, she we walk all the time. Um, okay, I, mean, no, that's I agree with you better than BMI, most people. Sure, BMI isn't. The, here's the thing with any test: is that yeah. there's false positive, there's false negatives, there's um, there's including something in a condition that they don't deserve to be included in. Um, I know all about false positive tests, but that's a totally different right. thing. <laughs> that's a story I can tell some other time. Yeah, you know about Sounds real positive tests too. <laughs> but that, that that's a but there's also like a, a majority of people that test positive for something. Um, they have the thing, or you have to. It's it's a it's a something to look out for. But you're not supposed yeah. to just. Doesn't mean that you just ignore the whole thing and say the whole thing is bullshit. Right. Yeah, this is this is very arbitrary bullshit. Uh, that being said, this is a good time. If maybe this girl is fat, I don't know what she looks like or if she is. It's a good time to be like, hey, you know, maybe you should 
do some some fitness stuff or, or, or whatever. It's a good thing to encourage people to exercise. Just, I always do. Watch your, it just means watch your daughter's weight. This is something that could happen and just be yeah. aware. I agree. This this daughter now in this time in this age range, people are going through puberty. Some people aren't going through puberty. So mm-hmm. you want to like take it with a grain of salt. But she of is course. the 95th percentile of BMI. And she's not, she ain't no weightlifter. Yeah, but if she was like a year older or younger, she'd be on like the chart or whatever. That's the thing. I, I really feel like a lot of those charts are bullshit. What were you going to about to say, Mike? Oh, I was just going to say, I, I think, you know, the intentions are good and it's based on science. It's not like somebody's opinion just came out of nowhere and said, hey, your daughter's overweight and wrote him a personal letter. <laughs> when I first read the headline, I thought just an anonymous person wrote... <laughs> A subjective statement, your daughter's <laughs> overweight. We're some lurkers. We're not going to identify ourselves, but we think your daughter's overweight and we're concerned. So that's wrong, right? But if it's <laughs> if it's a school that does an objective test, especially the mom can probably, I would assume they could even opt out of it if they wanted to, if the yeah. mom was paying attention. I don't know. That's that's just a guess. But either it was way. a lurker, though. It's like, it's like, hey, I know you go walking a lot. I live down the block from you. Your daughter's 11. She's not fuckable. Can you do something about this, please? Can you do something about this? <laughs> yeah, please. I want to make sure when she's 18, she's going to be nice and uh, bangable. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, no. R. Kelly who would have written that letter. He know, wants that, to- that actually is a good point, that this is brought up by a medical professional and and not just some lurker, as you said. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so she goes, uh, she's not overweight, not just my... Then she goes, she quite, she's quite slim. I want to raise awareness of this because you get kids and children that harm themselves or commit suicide and get very anxious. Exactly. So I'm gonna blab my daughter's shit to the yeah. entire world. Well, and like I said, yeah, like young people when they're developing, there's a lot of those insecurities, and not many of them go away in adulthood. But like, especially that age, they're like, this is not a good thing to be to be uh, telling somebody. So I, I understand the mom's outrage from that angle, but I I, I really don't understand her reaction to yeah, it. Yeah, the way she's handling that <laughs> outrage. Yeah, the way she's blasting it. Yeah, that's she's gonna she's she's perpetuating those things that she's afraid this thing is causing. Yeah. Then she goes on. So she goes on to just ruin her own cause. Like the letter came with a healthy living leaflet recommending how she could eat better and how she could take up sports. See, she hasn't taken up any sports, so she couldn't. Oh, take up so she admitted it. And she's like, "But her feet are well already. Me and my husband like our steaks, and if we have a steak, then she'll have a steak." Oh boy. Yes, that's the what they're trying to say is maybe you want to eat less steaks. <laughs> have you not gotten the memo? This is why you have a fucking fat daughter. Oh boy. <laughs> If we do a chili, then she has chili. And then she goes, we are quite active and like walks on the moors. I don't know what moors is, but um, is that one of those slang things? Like, I, I will say, did you guys see the picture? I, I checked out the article. Did you guys see the picture of the daughter? Yeah, she doesn't look overweight. Yeah, she looks fine. She looks like a kid. She looks normal to me. Right. Yeah. That's why, again, those charts are kind of bullshit. They don't take into account lots of things. Yeah. Well, how, how, that's why you can't even let it upset you. By the way, right? how like, tall did you say she was? Uh, she is. Uh, she's four foot nine. Four nine. Now that's that's almost five feet, and she's eleven. So she's in like the fourth or fifth grade. So she's probably taller than a lot of people her age. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I was because don't girls usually get taller? But that's quicker? what BMI takes into account. I mean, it it takes into account your height. Yeah. Okay. You would have a lower BMI if you had a higher height, with given the same weight. They don't measure yeah, okay. body fat in that assessment. I assume it's just height and weight. Yeah, yeah. that's the which thing. which is why which is why it's uh, like you, you can't said, even let salt. it. The mom doesn't even know what BMI is. Then <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Wait, right. the picture. I mean, the body. The that's the thing. Her her uh, her like she doesn't she doesn't come off as like super fat, but like you know, it could be 
this is the warning that you know you could get fat. She could tighten up a little. Am I right? Yeah. It's. I mean, all they're saying is eat a little healthier, maybe less red meat, and and do do exercise. That's not a terrible message to send. And yeah. so, and this is basically childhood obesity is a big problem in England. So they're starting to do these measurements. And a spokesperson said, with childhood obesity in England reaching alarming rates, it's increasingly difficult to objectively see what a healthy weight should look like. We're getting bigger as a nation. Our perception of normal is not always accurate. So they're, they're, they've started this program, and they just sent her a letter, and they're taking people's weights, and they're letting them know where they find fall into mm. it. Yeah. And well, well, that brings up another thing, too, is it like, is it the school's place to tell your kid, hey fucking get fit i don't think it's necessarily the school's place to tell a kid i think it's yeah. the school's place to educate the mom I, I i don't think that the school did anything wrong here it's the mom's job w- to decide whether or not what she wants to share with the daughter in my opinion and how she wants to go about it that's my opinion yeah well it, yeah I, I think you're right and and i don't have a daughter so i don't want to give out parenting advice here on the show um no we we we, but, we specialize in giving out advice and rulings and judgments <laughs> On things we have no otherwise expertise in. Okay. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is fun. true. That's that's that is kind of the theme of the show. You know, this is a really hard one for me. I feel like for you, it's a lot easier, Sandy. Yes. So you're going fake outrage in this one? The mom sucks. She's an idiot. <laughs> they measured the height and weight. She's a 95th percentile. Just sh- shut the fuck up about it if it's that big of a deal. And no, oh, and no you're not, you don't get warnings for letters, bitch. All right? There's no warning that you get for a letter that you open and read of read your daughter's height and weight. Okay, like I agree that the the delivery mechanism and the message overall saying your daughter's kind of hefty might not have been the nicest thing to say. And don't take I a scientific, scientifically typically like judgment and then say, well, but my friends say she looks fine, so yeah. fuck the school and yeah. fuck measurements. Yeah, that's true. It is the opinion of a medical professional. And she eats fine. We eat steak all the time and chili. What, what's the problem? It's like <laughs> they're telling her to eat vegetables. She's going to be too skinny then. Yeah. But Get from- with the times, woman. She totally voted for Brexit. I guarantee you this bitch <laughs> voted for Brexit. <laughs> I like how you were country appropriate there. That was... Here's the thing. I understand wanting to, to protect your your daughter's feelings but she did it the wrong way especially releasing it to whoever she released it to so you know yeah i'm with you on this one i'll go fake outrage based on the reaction but i do think that um you know it is a sensitive topic talking about people's weight and i think i think that the idea of wanting to protect her daughter i think is a good thing and i'm sure her daughter is a lovely person here's what they did they measured her height and weight and they wrote it down and they mailed it to me Without warning. (laughs) The funniest thing is... Oh, there's more to this fucking story. Okay. Well, no. The funny part is the the letter sent said, we recently sent you a letter about uh, measuring Emma Louise's height and weight. So there was warning. They had... She had a letter saying she was going to be measured. Yeah. Okay. We get your point. Fake outrage in this one. Okay. I'm assuming you're... Wait, no, no. We haven't asked Michael. Yeah. I I think that the lady is uh, overreacting. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Was your BMI when you were a football player? Was your BMI in the ninety fifth percentile or higher? I, I think it was that. on the on the good side. That makes sense. Ninety five percent on the bad side for this girl. Bad side meaning it's it was too high. Yeah, mine was appropriate. Like really, see, even with his uh, his crazy muscle mass and low body weight. His BMI wasn't high. Well, he was also, you're I, also 6'2". I, two, so I that believe probably... that we, you know what, I, I don't even remember exactly because it shifts over time, but I remember that my body composition, you know, we would do this thing called a DEXA scan that would get Yeah, yeah, you would like, get a lot yeah. more accurate than a so, BMI. Yeah. 
What was is your that body the thing fat? where they, they shoot the um, electric whatever through you to get like a... The DEXA scan that we did was different. Basically, you laid down on this. It was like a $60,000 machine and you strapped in <laughs> and like it took 10 minutes to scan your entire body. And they not only scan your body fat, but they scan your organ fat, which is something that skin calipers never get. Or wow. Anything like that. And I think... The, the, when you include all of your organ fat as well as your body fat, it's going to like be three to four percent higher. My body fat, including organ fat, at my best was six percent, which means wow. that if I tested with calipers, it would have been two to three percent body fat. Wow, fantastic! Uh, that, that's <laughs> just for those of you who, who want a, like a visual of that. Three percent body fat is better than a swimmer's body because swimmers usually have about five, right? Or something I don't like know. That. But I think they need a little bit of fat they to need, float, right? Yeah. Well, well yeah. And also, I don't not, not going to hypothermia. I think. I too. don't want to. So yeah, no, you're. Yeah. No, so that, that's like the high, high, high end of like super ripped is three percent body fat. How much was uh, our friend uh, Witherspoon? <sighs> he was probably about the same. Yeah, and and he's bigger than me as a linebacker. He probably weighed a hundred more pounds than I did. <laughs> Uh, well, what's it now? Your body fat. He's, he, uh, my body Michael comes is very thin. Yeah, looks I very haven't thin even fit. measured it recently. Yeah. It's probably around twenty percent. I would imagine. Oh my god! Yeah, I think really? I I, I, I touched below ten a couple times in college. So like, I know how hard that is to do. Like, I think I got down to about eight once or twice. Yeah. So for you to be at fucking three, that's like it was that's superhuman. Yeah, dude. I that's felt fucking, superhuman yeah. at the time. I did honestly. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, you feel like wow. Batman, you know. <laughs> so moving along from uh food to eating actually it segues nicely we're gonna get into yeah. our, our our second topic here today uh this story comes to us from and i really hope i'm pronouncing this right cheviot ohio and just to put all this in perspective this is like a fairly rural town in ohio just south uh northwest of cincinnati about eight thousand people 96 percent white which is Almost identical to the <laughs> makeup of my hometown. So I kind of know the vibe, I would assume, of, of this sort of thing. Were there any Indians in, in the Brooklyn, Connecticut? Uh, yes. The, it, I hate to say it, but like the stereotype, like they own like the local convenience stores and Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> you had your own Apu? Uh, yes, we absolutely fucking did. Was it, your town like Springfield? I'm, I'm actually picturing... Um, like, yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, there, there's a little bit... It, it was like... Like so, like uh, it was rural, but like there was a little bit of suburban culture. America, it was white America. That like, it sounds was, very Springfield like. I can't believe you're not who Did everyone know who he, who he was? What was his name? Uh, well, no, no one knows them because the, there was um, there's a few of them. There's like the one that does the local market. And yeah, like the, the local meat market, shop, Seven Eleven guy, and then there, I, I personally don't know him. And okay. there, there's like, you know, there's a few gas stations, so but they're okay. all different ones. But they're all Roman Indians, all of them. Springfield in which state? This is the Simpsons. In the Simpsons. Oh, okay. That's the, how it was. The running joke was that they never told you the state. Oh, like okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. My bad. I was getting excited for a second because there's a Springfield, Missouri. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Probably similar to Ohio. I mean, it's Midwest. So so this story, uh, what happened was they place called the Starters Cafe, which is a local diner there. They started offering a 10% discount on Sunday, uh, late morning to early afternoon. If you brought in a church bulletin from your local church and <laughs> a lot of people were like, oh, this is cool. You know, whatever people are, uh, you know, 10% discount. But then Sandeep, your favorite thing, negative online reviews hit a Yelp <laughs> review. 
oh, a boy. bad Yelp review hit saying it was discriminating. And then the uh, restaurant received a letter from the FFRF, which stands for the Freedom From Religion Foundation, threatening legal action. <laughs> saying that there's discrimination oh going on. And uh, there's a statement from a woman named Annie Laurie Gaylor, uh, and she's one of the co-founders of that organization. She said, quote, We are shocked that there is such little understanding of the Civil Rights Act, later on she said, that you could reward customers for their religious beliefs and penalize others, unquote. Oh, <laughs> Which man. is, yeah, yeah, this is where we're going. And the owner, his name is Justin Watson, he, he said that he's not even religious himself. He, he basically said like, yeah, uh, there's 10 churches within a mile of my diner, and I figured it'd be a good way to drum up some business. Yes. <laughs> that was it. So th- this is such a weird thing to me. Yeah. This yeah. is such a weird, weird thing to get this mad about. This is awful. As an, as an atheist, this is exactly what I don't want. Yes. This is making us look bad. That's the first thing I thought too. Oh God, I'm not a religious. People are gonna hate us. I'm not a religious person either. But like, I like how he says that as he says, "Oh God." (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm not a religious guy, but like, dude, I don't give a shit about a ten percent discount on a diner. Like, this is not the hill to die on. Right. Let the people. Let him give the discount. Try to get the church business. It's really is crazy to me. And the fact is, he even said on his thing, like, it doesn't matter what denomination, bring your church bulletin in. So he's not trying to push any religion on anybody. All you have to do is bring a church, you just get the bulletin. Well, the other thing, too, you I was, make your own bulletin. I was saying with this, in rural Ohio, what is a 10% discount at a diner? Like a dollar twenty. It's like a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is really, the people are threatening legal action over people's dollar something discount. Maybe oh, if you have your family man. with you, it's $6. There's a crazy. lot of components to this. Uh, I, I would say the first thing is, is I, I understand the guy doing that, like just thinking, hey, this will be a good promotion, right? Like, yeah. It, like initially, it's kind of like, hey, here's a good idea. If it, you know, there is a, ch- a separation between church and state. But so, this is not the state, though. This is a dude running a business who's just like, yeah, you know, bring a, bring a church, you know. He, he, that's kind of the people always mistake that when they come to the whole religious business thing, the whole cake debate and all that. It's private businesses versus the government. You know what I mean? Like if the government walked in and said, "Like you fucking better give people a ten percent discount, even if they don't bring in a church bulletin," like yeah, that would be, you know. If the government, yeah, I think he ended up doing that, right? He did. Yeah, yeah. That, that was one of the, the ultimate responses. Was he said, "You know what? Screw it." Everyone gets ten percent off between twelve and four every Sunday. Yeah, what a nice, what a nice guy this business owner sounds like. Yeah, he sounds like a good FFRK. You fuckers! It's like the whole (laughs) you want to have get like if you if you're for the freedom from religion, all that stuff. You want to get people on your side and have your your cause be a sympathetic cause. Why would she bully this person? And now people aren't going to like your cause. You've hurt everyone. And Lori Gaylor first. Get two fucking names like everyone. You fucking Lo- Anne no, it's Annie Lori Gaylor. Don't be a sexist. What? It's Annie Lori <laughs> Gaylor, and she's bullying someone. And, and now, now everyone hates you. FFRK. Now no one. Now no one wants everyone. Now yeah. people are going to yeah, be more. Yeah, I, I, I like that larger point of that you're hurting the overall cause because whenever people do shit like this, it just adds to that whole uh, Fox News talking point of like. Oh, you know, there's a war on Christmas and everyone hates Christians and everyone hates religions. Like, even though this is a non-denominational uh, thing this guy did, this adds to the whole 
that fuel that fire. It gives people who who have not a good talking point a slightly better talking point. Because like this, you could you could honestly make an argument that this is religious oppression. You could say that. Well, it, you give a Father's Day discount. Now they're discriminating against people who aren't fathers who who, who made a choice well, not yeah, to be a father. That, yeah, I heard that argument too. People were right. saying, "Well, where does it end? We have to stop giving out senior citizen discounts and Father's Day and Mother's right. Day discounts." Veterans. That, you know, especially in, in the Midwest, too. That's, you know. Yeah, you, I've got a problem with the while. Yelp review. Because, you know, it's like Yelp. Well, we know you're not and, a big fan you, of Yelp. Bro. Right. I mean, individuals. <laughs> well, I'm surprised that he let this lady bully him into changing his style, regardless of what it was. Like, one bad Yelp review and one one threat, he he changed the entire thing. But then again, it's well, not it like. a legal threat, though. Well, the those threat are, was legal. And so if they file a thing, then you have to hire a lawyer, even though, like, they have no case. That's the problem, is now you you're forcing some guy to have to hire a lawyer and getting the legal system involved, even if he's completely right. That's yeah. where this is just totally crosses well, the line. Yeah. Well, and the thing too is that she said in her quote too, that this is a, 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 such a little understanding of the civil rights act. And so like, this is not a civil rights issue. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I understand that. Yes. Legally, technically you, you could probably say that, but when people think civil rights, this is not what they're thinking about. And so the thing is, now you're cheapening actual civil rights struggles. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. And so I really, yeah, I'm not on board with this outrage. It, it, like, really, like, this one really bothered me. And I'm somebody who doesn't go to church. <laughs> it's like, dude, if you wake up at 7 a.m. and you go, you know, talk to your invisible man in the sky on Sunday, fuck it. Yeah, have your extra 10% off your pancakes. I don't give a shit. This is such a weird story to me. What were you going to say? Oh, I feel like I was I cutting you off I there. I I don't have a thought at the moment, unless you have a specific question. I am intrigued by the entire story, though. It's there's a lot to it, you know. Well, and that, that's one thing we we always try to pick stories on this show where it seems silly and dumb, but there actually are kind of larger umbrella issues yeah. to it. Yeah, you know, and I think you're definitely right. There are the, this is an interesting thing because face value it seems dumb, but there is a lot to unpack here. Yeah, because you are dealing with civil rights and you're dealing Absolutely. with like religion and. It makes you think about like where lines are, right? Like it makes you get down to the bare minimum and try to figure out where, where, what's the difference? Yeah, it it, it does, and it's a good, it's a good sort of thing, a question to ask is where is the line? I think this is kind of crossed the line. You know, like we don't usually tip our hand this early when we're when we're fucking debating. Well, no, this these, is. But, I think you're saying this is before the line, like because the, the 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 civil rights person is saying, well, where do you draw the line? Because we're if you say someone has to be religious, then why can't you give white people 20% off? And I think mm-hmm. she's talking, make, having the slippers of argument. I don't know where the line is, but this is way before the line, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Civil rights. I think, uh, I think that you, have, you live in a democracy and whatever your cause is, you don't d- try to be likable and don't be heavy handed. That's how you get people on your side. This is what we need to learn. This is why this Trump won. Yeah. This is why Trump runs America. That's right. This is why Trump runs America. <laughs> Shit like this. I mean, you could make that case, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, I make that joke a lot in the show, but like, it's like, dude, you you have to be not insufferable if right. you want people to like agree with you and join your causes and vote. Because here's the thing: is that like, if if someone actually said like, oh, we're gonna protest this restaurant because we're gonna fight for civil rights, people are gonna go, okay, that's fucking stupid. But then when there's an actual, uh, you know, protest for a real cause, people could it then gives people ground to be like. Yeah, but you were mad about somebody that went to church getting 10% off their brunch. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking great. This is already so you're out- fucking- yeah, Right, so what, yeah, your outrage isn't legit because you, you get pissed off at this, yeah. this kind of stuff. Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a 10% off discount at the end of the day, right? Like it's uh, In Ohio at a diner in a rural town. A, a, that's a dollar. 
right. it's probably a dollar, maybe a dollar something. I mean, it, it just, it's absurd. <laughs> and by the way, people who are not religious are not being denied service or denied access to the restaurant. There's no atheist entrance in the back, okay? This no, you not... don't have to be, there's the thing, you don't have to be religious to get the discount. You just have to bring a bulletin. <laughs> Yes, what I did, just bring a bulletin. It doesn't matter. You write, write your own bulletin. I suppose if you really wanted the dollar off, you, you could stand outside and wait for a church to get out and be like, hey, does anybody have an extra bulletin? And yeah, go to the diner guy, with it. If some guy said, I'm Hindu, and, and then the guy's like, that doesn't count. You have to be Christian. I could now. Absolutely. Now, maybe. Okay, fine. But he even said on his ad, regardless of denomination, right. he doesn't give a shit. You can just have your own atheist bulletin. <laughs> 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 Yeah, we, we need to go to Ohio and abuse this. Like, like print out our own like atheist bulletin. We're save dollars like a motherfucker. Yeah, be totally worth the fucking plane ticket to Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, all right, so the ruling. Uh, I think we're all. Oh, this one is. This real. is in my. T- if we had a fucking fake outrage Hall of Fame, this would be in it. Well, wait. Okay, fuck this fucking story. This is so real much. outrage. No, no, no. The outrage against the restaurant is bullshit. The outrage against. Right, but the way the story is presenting, it's it was from the restaurant's point of view. No, no, no. The outrage is from the, the people who did the legal letter. They're outraged that there's quote-unquote discrimination against non-religious people for uh, brunch. Well, no, Watson is the aggrieved party. No, no, he's the defendant, not the plaintiff in this, in this right. outrage court. Yeah, so oh. I'm, I'm on his side. I'm ruling right. bullshit outrage. No, I'm, 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 aren't we ruling legit outrage on the part of Watson? Uh, his outrage is so legit. How about if I, I before we do this, I, I am curious. Say it was a, a bigger scale, right? Still yes. a private company. Mm-hmm. Say uh, here in New York, mm-hmm. uh, if you come into what's one of our favorite places, uh, I don't know. Say you any bar, maybe or, or a clothes store, right? And you get say 70% off if you bring in your church bulletin on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Would you guys still feel the same way if it's that big of a a change? Do I think, think as that- long as they said it was non it doesn't matter what yeah. thing, what you bring in. Personally, uh, yeah, I don't give a shit. I, I think because you, you'll see this sometimes too. And as an atheist, you wouldn't feel discriminated against. I I could, can I bring in an atheist bulletin? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's any religion or any like they're whatever. just saying whatever. Personally, though, something. let me let me yeah. take your question because I like your question a lot. The whole ten percent thing is not where it hinges for me. I don't give a flying fuck about that part really at all. I, I just I think that it's, it's such a weird thing to try to to force a business to give everyone a discount that's based on something that wasn't really religiously specific. Yeah, because if this guy would have said, like, Lutherans get 20% off, everyone else gets only 10 or something like that, yeah, okay, I can maybe see how this yeah. is kind of bullshit. But the guy clearly, and he even said, and one, he's like, yeah, like, Sundays are busy here. I don't go to church. Like, I'm, you know, I'm a business guy. I don't care. Yeah. And so this is not a case of someone trying to force religion on somebody else. It's just such a crazy thing to get upset about for me. Yeah. 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 Well, I think does that, that answer your question? Yeah, at all? and I think I, yeah, you know, I think you also answered it when you mentioned that you wouldn't be upset because atheists could have their own bulletin as well. So um, we can make up a fucking religion. Yeah, and they start. I, I I think it does cross the line if they start saying only certain. Yeah, it's weird. I it, it's a private business, like yeah, it's weird. But I mean, I think at least we'd have to talk about it if yeah. they said certain denominations were allowed and certain yeah. weren't. Yeah, certain denominations wouldn't be fair. Yeah, okay. but he he specifically specifically said yeah. it doesn't matter which one you bring. 
So that that's the thing. He's just trying to do a cool thing and get people to come and eat brunch. Like it's <laughs> this is such a not harmless thing. I think it'd be yeah. funny if someone had like a Jews pay ten percent more. <laughs> <laughs> See, then that would be discrimination. Yeah. You know, well, we did a story about a year ago. Do you remember the one where they where they said like Jews have to shower before yeah, going into the hotel pool? See, that oh is religious goodness. discrimination. Yeah, that's right. okay. This is not. Yeah. Oh, th- th- yeah. This is fucking crazy fake outrage. Like th- this, honestly, would be in my like I don't know, probably top five stories that I got the most upset about. Aren't we really outraged? I'm outraged that people fucking wasted their time going right. to a lawyer to get a fucking letter drafted up over right. something this dumb. I'm also outraged. I'm outraged at the fake outrage or outraged on behalf. Yeah, I'm of, outraged of at the, the fake of the outrage. Watson guy as a real outrage. We're getting very meta today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. with Mr. Watson. I think yes. it's great. I hope more people go to his fucking diner. Yes. You know, I, I hope he hangs up various religious paraphernalia all over the restaurant now. And I'm not a religious person. Like, I, I would. I wish he doubled down. I really wish he doubled down. Yeah, and said, he should have kept the discount for them and then charged the FFRF more money. <laughs> like anyone who's. Yeah, he's definitely going to get sued if he does. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fucking funny. All right. Well, so the definitely fake outrage in that one. Um, so now we get to to one of the fun parts of the show. We always ask our guest. Mr. Michael Olroyd, is there anything you're pissed off about currently that you want to let some steam off on? Uh, things going on in the world? Anything. It could be big, small. You know, medium. I thought about that. I thought about that, and I don't want to just give a, a watered-down approach, but I, I'm a very positive guy, mm. so I usually don't dwell on the negative, if that makes sense. I mean, if, if, if you're going to pull my teeth okay. to think of something negative, I, I'll well, try. You know, it doesn't have to be disingenuous, but I mean, it can be anything like, it can be, you know, big world politics, it can be small world, small world somebody tripped you on or the subway. Or it could be negativity. Maybe you gave the answer. <laughs> negativity you know what? gets you outraged. Could, could it be something that most people react negatively to, but I see the positive in it? Sure. sure. Why the hell not? Alright, so, um, I am... Uh, being let go of my the company that I work with. Ooh. Uh, and pretty much everybody is, right? So you're being um, so you're you're outraged at layoffs. Well, I, I see it as as a as a good thing. Basically, uh we you know, there was an acquisition uh a few years ago of our company and it's it's reached its it's reached it we've run our course, right? Um it was a great run, learned a lot, and our time is coming to an end and I see it as a great opportunity to go all in with with comedy and what my true passion and love is. Yeah, baby. Uh, it'd be difficult for me to rip the cord myself. So in a way it's kind of like a, there's a hand coming in and saying, "Look, this is what you tr- what you truly want. Now it's your opportunity to go make something happen for X amount of time. You know, here's here's Basically, you've bought yourself some time to give this thing 100%. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I see that what most people would see as a negative as a positive because it's the perfect chance, you know. Uh, um, it's the perfect chance to do it. I don't have a family right now. Uh, you know, I have a little bit of money saved up, and I'm just going to – I plan on going balls to the wall. Uh, that's a good uh, – that's an uplifting message here. That's the opposite of what we usually do here. <laughs> well, no, I, I yeah. think it's cool, and I relate to it a little bit because – I have a you know steady paycheck coming in. There's been a few times where we've thought like you know oh shit you know things are getting bad here. We might have to all leave or they're gonna close shop. I almost got fired about five years ago once, and there was a part of me that thought that way. Thought I mean like you know what maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Maybe if I'm put in that situation and I'm kind of forced to uh, to to go a little harder, maybe that'll be better for me in the long term. Yeah. So that's that's a that's a that's a really good spin. I like that. Well, I appreciate it. But being it. laid off sucks, though, in general. Yeah, it's 
initially, you know, everyone's going to feel like they're hit with a, a missile, right? Like, that's, Well, it's the lifestyle changes. It's yeah. like, okay, back to ramen noodles and uh, taking public transportation, yeah. even if it's 2 a.m., yeah. that, like that kind of shit. Keeps, you know? you, keeps your character strong. You know? <laughs> that's good. I was getting a little too... I wasn't flying too close to the sun, you know, for the analogy of, you know, having too much hubris, but... yeah. I do think that it's important to stay balanced and 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 humbled. Uh, you know, keep a good head on your shoulders. So, wow, that is that is so positive. That's a good place to end. I think. <laughs> All right, I like that. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. You can email us and you can tell us positive or negative things at thefakeoutragereport at gmail dot com. Follow us at fakeoutragerept on Twitter. And give us a killer five-star review on that there iTunes if you got a second or two. You can uh, check out Mike at the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast or follow him online at... The Droid, T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D. And if you're looking at my podcast, my last name is spelled Oldroyd, O-L-D-R-O-Y-D. Like The Droid, uh, basically like old R2-D2, if you will. <laughs> Normal spelling of Michael. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And before we go, Sandeep Sen. Any parting thoughts? Uh, there's generally no warning when you get a letter in the mail. There's no warning letter to say you're going to get a letter. And you got a letter. You got warned. <laughs>